here's a message from Ken Lavica. Steve Nash, Kevin Stefanski, condolences, friends. Stone the Banowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Just to give you an idea of what type of show it's going to be today, just moments ago, <laughs> Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights, people are shouting, oh, that boy Skip Bayless, he's good. <laughs> Skip. That's the type of show it's going to be today. Boy, I tell you what, today might be annoying on this radio show in these studios when we get this type of Labanowitz that we're getting. Oh, man. It's it's the worst. It it is the worst. It feels awful. It's miserable. We have two hours of this rocky road that Uh. we're going to have to to navigate through. But I do not envy Kevin Stefanski and Steve Nash today. Head coach Cleveland Browns, head coach Brooklyn Nets, because they're about to be in it. They're about to be in it. Ken Levick alive Tuesday here on ESPN 106.3, and you are listening to us on the free ESPN app, also on your smart speaker, and at John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the blazing hot and ultimately disgusting intracoastal. Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. Uh, he's running this catastrophe until 2 o'clock and pushing Skip Bayless propaganda here today. And Tuesday means Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. You see him on your TV, but you hear him Mondays and Tuesdays here on Ken Levick Alive. I, I got I to gotta start, Theo, with Kyrie. Now, we got into it yesterday we near did. the end of the show. It got heated. Stone and I... And I'm wondering about aligning myself now with Friday Night Lights <laughs> after his uh, his pro Skip Bayless push right before we went on the air. Um, but but Stone and I, we have blind faith in the Heat. We have faith that Pat Riley can make proper decisions. We have faith that they can manipulate the payroll and the salary cap. We have faith that that locker room, whether it's Jimmy, whether it's Bam, whether it's UD, anybody could come in. Lucifer himself could walk into that locker room. Lucifer, by the way, Satan, whatever you want to call him, he's probably a four, right? He's probably stretch four. Probably, he's a well, stretch Well, actually, you know four. what? He's so not wait, a stretch four. The devil can shoot? No, 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 no. I think I think Lucifer himself would be the four that is reluctant to shoot. <laughs> Everybody keeps on bringing him onto the team. This is the year that he's going to start shooting. He's uh-huh. going to stretch it out to 23, uh-huh. 25. He's like teasing you just yeah. like the snake did in the Garden of Eden with yes. Adam and Eve with the apple. Don't eat the I'm going to every shoot. year. I'm going to shoot. No, nope, I'm going to bypass. Every year, his free throw percentage goes up. Every year, there's <laughs> stories about how he's been working on his jump shot. He's, uh-huh. he's working on extending the range, uh-huh. stretching the floor. But it's just a, it's tease. a tease. It's a tease. Yeah. He's just trying to put that out there until he pulls it away. Um, <laughs> that's a good question. The devil, what position on the basketball floor would he be? 888 760 3776. I just feel like if, uh, Jesus would be a point guard because yeah. he's trying to he's, he, he's trying to bring he's giving. <laughs> Right, but I think he's a little soft. He's got to get in the weight room, whereas Lucifer, Lucifer, big, bulky, and wants to bang around a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but then does it miss properly. Like, you know what I'm saying? He does it in a misguided way. That's uh-huh. his whole – that's his story arc. Exactly. Um, but but uh, so, <laughs> – We got way off track So, so He's so, thinking, where was I? Yesterday, yeah, yesterday, Stone and I were all in on Kyrie to the heat. Not just yesterday, but this was the first time you were subjected to this thought because I believe that Kyrie Irving could jump into that heat locker room and could be maximized. Jimmy, UD, would hold him accountable. Spo can coach him. Spo handled LeBron better than anybody in LeBron's career. Spo can handle Kyrie Irving. You can maximize Kyrie Irving with the heat better than any other of the organization's in the NBA, you were having none of it. None of it yesterday to a point where I think you were annoyed. I was I was angry. I was teed off. And and mainly because I think you guys, it's funny, I think all three of us were arguing the same point. We believe wholeheartedly in heat culture. But and except in the people you don't. That, well, no, this is the thing. Yeah, that was the point. You don't. Yeah, this you don't, though. Right we, we, we pegged that. Here's the thing. We trust in heat culture, right? 
Heat culture, I think, decided for itself the juice ain't worth the squeeze. Heat culture and the management decided for itself that they would not want to risk any kind of assets to bring in a guy like Kyrie Irving, who even when he opts into his deal is sending out weird, misguided uh, just rhetoric or quotes that don't make sense. So let's get to that because Kyrie Irving yesterday, he has decided that he is going to opt in (laughs) to his $37 million, okay? His player option for 2022-2023. He sent a message to Shams of The Athletic yesterday and we need, we need inspirational, mm. strong music to convey the message that Kyrie Irving is trying to pass along. Okay? Please, Kyrie Irving music, Stone. Kyrie Irving in a message to Shams Terenia of The Athletic. Upon exercising his $37 million player option, quote, Normal people keep the world going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. I've made my decision to opt in. What in the bleep is he talking about? That's who you guys wanted on this Miami Heat roster. He, I he, want you guys to know that. He left out one of the most you know, impactful parts. He said, see you in the fall. He's letting us know. That he'll see us in the fall. Oh, will we see you in the fall? Where will we see <laughs> yeah. you in the fall? Unless his knee gets wonky. It might not be on a basketball hurts. court. Listen, Kyrie Kyrie can absolutely, I think, succeed with the Heat because I trust the Heat. But now Kyrie is going back to the Nets. Now, could he still be traded? Sure. But for now, looks like he's planning on going back to the Nets, which I've got to think after all of this and after the season they just had and Kyrie not able to play home games – Steve Nash is sitting back, and I imagine Steve Nash probably still lives in the desert, probably still lives in the Phoenix area. He's sitting there yesterday. He's with his family. Maybe he's back at his native home of Canada. He's trying to relax, and he sees this Shams tweet. Again, normal people keep the world going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. I've made my decision to opt in, and Steve Nash had the biggest eye roll imaginable. Because Kyrie's coming back, oh. which means crabby, <laughs> perpetual Twitter troll KD is coming back. In fact, the messaging was, according to Shams, that Kyrie Irving is going to fulfill his four-year commitment to the Nets and Kevin Durant. <laughs> and Steve Nash has nowhere to hide anymore. Maybe Steve Nash could be part of a rebuilding process that could elongate not only his career as Nets head coach, but also his sanity. But no, 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 no. You now have a locker room still with Kyrie and with Kevin Durant. But you're leaving out one of the biggest parts of this. Who's the third guy? Ben Simmons. Oh, yeah, Ben Simmons. You still have to figure out how the hell to work with that guy. Mm. I imagine, you know. I mean, what the hell is that? You said he's hiding somewhere off in Phoenix. I imagine him like Tom Hanks in Castaway. He's just got this beard going. He just can't (laughs) take it anymore. That is the worst. Going strung out. You got a Joe Harris guy who's amazing at shooting in the regular season, but folds out in the playoffs, and then obviously coming off injury. You've got uh, broke-ass Curry. Yeah, the yeah. The broke curry. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn. The broke curry. I'm forgetting all of, like, again, that roster, <laughs> as talented as it is, maybe a top three, top five talented roster, and I could be selling it short, maybe the worst constructed roster when it comes to just people to but deal I, with. They belong to Steve Nash now. They're, they're, these are uh, Steve Nash's people. Uh, and Kyrie, Kyrie, by the way, Acting like taking $37 million is something akin to, like, Martin Luther King. Like the messaging, like, I have a dream (laughs) (laughs) that my checking account is full of billionaire money. Like, he, Kyrie Irving is trying to make it sound like he's some sort of trailblazer for the human race for taking $37 million. I'm just different. No, you're not. You're not different. Yeah. He's you're, ordinary. You're, you're ordinary. And you know what's funny about that you're message? Ordinary. If Kyrie was like a normal person, like if Kyrie was somebody who I would believe to have like regular thoughts, have some kind of sanity to him, I would think that maybe Kyrie had two messages saved up for Shams. One if he declined the option to go to the Lakers and take $6 million, mm-hmm. and the other if he accepted the option and took the $37 million to stay with the Nets, 
And I think maybe he sent the wrong message. Because <laughs> imagine, though, if he sends that message and he declined the offer, it's like, damn it, this guy might be different. Right, yeah, if he takes yeah. $6 million and goes to win a <laughs> ring, like maybe he'll be different. Yeah, yeah. Like, You're right. We will see you in the fall. We're right. very excited. And maybe there was a message like uh, that he had it lined up to Shams, I will accept this Nets $37 million, but I'll be donating $30 million of it to like UNICEF. There we go. Dare but, to be different. But that, yeah, yeah. dare to be different. <laughs> but that message got mixed up. He sent the wrong one, and now he looks like a dope. Now he has to just stick with it. I'm different. I took $37 million. Ooh, Kyrie Brace. Hell Some, of a guy. Somebody needs to ask Kyrie if this is what he meant when he said that he was going to help manage and construct the roster with Sean Marks. Like, is this what you he were talking about? He him taking his player <laughs> option. He said, yeah. Absolutely. I'm he coming back, my, guys. My first move as general manager of the Nets <laughs> is to get my bag. To I will get take that. My, I'll take that. Thank you very much. But I'll also hold you hostage for two weeks leading yeah. up to it. I am the GM of the Brooklyn Nets. I am different. I am Kyrie Irving. So Steve Nash, though, I mean, he's going to walk into training camp already with a migraine. Oh. That dude's going to be pounding, pounding high-power Tylenol, all right? Because it's just going to be conspiracy theory in one ear. It's going to be these per, these people are tweeting about me in his other ear. Wow. He's going to be watching Joe Harris put up bricks. Hey, like It's just ugh. going to be a miserable He's situation. He's got to talk to the training staff for four hours a day about <laughs> yeah, Ben Simmons. Yeah. He gets full dissertations on Ben Simmons' health every single day, PowerPoint presentations about Ben Simmons. It, it, it Come on, Ken, this has to be to me. Because the funniest part about this for Steve Nash, when Steve Nash first got this next job, do you remember how jealous everybody was? Because of Steve it was Nash? gonna be he doesn't yeah. have to put his feet on any pedal. It's oh, like, you didn't man. deserve this. It's Steve just Nash. see it through. The easiest job ever. Ride the bus <laughs> to the title. Here goes another white man getting the silver spoon. <laughs> yeah, they were title favorites. You're right. Remember that? That, dude that was, was like 24 hours ago, it felt Absolutely. like. He was in the first class of NBA coaching oh, jobs. Oh, man. And now, all of a sudden, like, he's got a propeller. It's snowing. Oh, and man. he's lost his landing gear. Like, that. that is Steve Nash's first class experience has turned into a, 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 a an Amelia Earhart situation. Oh, man. Okay? That's giving it something. I think it's a John boat. I think it's a dinghy. It's like, a dinghy. He's just going full dinghy. So, so he is. That's miserable. But. I counter you with what's happening today in Cleveland. It is day one of perhaps multiple days of the disciplinary hearing for Deshaun Watson. The Wall Street Journal reporting that the NFL is unwilling to budge off of its recommendation that Deshaun Watson is suspended at least the entire 2022 NFL season and that could extend if there are more allegations, more accusers that come out against Deshaun Watson. You're Kevin Stefanski, the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. You were the baby face of the NFL two years ago in the pandemic season. You and Baker Mayfield and that running game. Nick Chubb nice running all over everybody. It was fun. Kevin Stefanski yucking it up with the media saying, oh, I learned what I know about calling plays from Madden. It's fun. Mm. It's fun. You're a young gun. You're a young mind. You're an up-and-coming Browns team. Then last year, Baker Mayfield turns into Baker Mayfield again. What's that? Bad. The Browns missed the playoffs. Baker Mayfield is held together by dental floss. And he'll let you know about it, too. Of course. You miss the postseason, and then in the offseason... Bakey gets his feelings hurt because there's rumors about Deshaun Watson, who missed all of last year because of the sexual assault allegations. But the man at 25 years old, he's entering his prime, not even there yet. Your Browns, wait, 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 bide their time. Baker Mayfield's going on podcasts complaining about his situation. You acquired Deshaun Watson. You're thinking, ah, oh, six, eight games, no big deal. That's what Deshaun Watson th- thinks is going to be the suspension, the punishment. Everything seems to be kosher. Uh-oh. Accuser number 25. Uh Uh-oh. Accuser number 26. Uh Uh-oh. The NFL, unlike the Browns, actually did some investigating and actually talked to some of the accusers. Uh Uh-oh. That's a lot of money. Most biggest contract in NFL history for any single player. Mm. And now you have a star quarterback who likely isn't going to quarterback for you this year. Is he ever going to quarterback for you? I don't know. There's a lot of unknowns to this entire thing. What are you left with? Jacoby Brissett and... Baker Mayfield, 
who hasn't had any contact with anybody in the Browns organization, and you're hanging on to him because you might just have to tap him on the shoulder and say, baby, I'm so sorry. Well, are they hanging on to him for that, or are they hanging on to him because nobody else will take his other hand that he's reaching out? Either way, there might be a situation where Kevin Stefanski needs to walk up to Baker, <laughs> start rubbing, rubbing him on the back and saying, sweetheart, I'm so sorry. Oh, no. I'm so sorry about those things I said and, and, and the, the flirting that I did and, and not taking your calls and leading your texts on red. I'm so sorry. I need you. I need you to, to, to throw that football. Okay? I need you. It's awkward. And Kevin Stefanski, your job in the NFL depends upon wins. And yeah. now, they were in the playoffs two years ago, and a sub-500 season ain't going to cut it. Nobody wants to hear excuses. And now, your choices are Jacoby Brissett or Baker Mayfield, who's pissed off at you. I think if you're Kevin Stefanski, the angle you take, though, is this wasn't my decision. Because I feel like that's what he said early on. I really have nothing to do with this. It wasn't my decision to go after Deshaun Watson. Or at least he leaned at it. Okay, and you're the one that's going to have to... You are. You're going to have to be the one that coddles him and tells him, Hey, baby. It's all right. You look pretty. You look pretty in that brown jersey. I think Ken has had some practice with this. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm hoping somewhere there was somebody that just got in their car, turned the radio on, and just heard Ken middle of yeah. his, uh, his yeah. speech to Baker. Yeah. And they're like, what the hell is Ken talking about right now on the radio? Sweetheart, what did you, what did you do to your hair? You look good. <laughs> you look good. How's your like, shoulder? Ke- yeah, Kevin, Ke- how, how's that? Sh- you, do you need a, a shoulder rub? Consensual, of course. Do you need a shoulder rub? Like, that. Wow. that is... Like Kevin Stefanski, at some point, Ooh. is going to have to be the face of kissing Baker Mayfield's ass. Nineteen million guaranteed to Baker Mayfield this year, and he he won't even have to play for the Browns. Uh huh. That's the life right there. So that's the thing. That's why the Browns are hanging on to him too, because yeah. you got Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Wasn't great with the Dolphins last year. Is eight games under five hundred as a starter in his NFL career. We love him. Dwyer guy, not exactly getting the results. And Baker Mayfield, not exactly a wanted commodity. And now you may have to revisit it. Oh, it's man. going to be awkward. We don't, we don't have to bring up Joshua Dobbs, right? Like He doesn't feel like he has an opportunity no. at all. No. Okay. Well, well, okay. Also, I'm, I'm wondering. That's a Tennessee keep... guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tennessee uh, then was with Pittsburgh, and now he's a fourth-string quarterback here for these Cleveland Browns. With, with Baker Mayfield, too, you keep on bringing up as if there's an opportunity for Baker to come back and play for them. I really don't think that's even an option for them to go to. Yeah, I think it's I. Jacoby Brissett or die. So mm-hmm. Kevin Stefanski is riding with Jacoby Brissett. I don't think he has an option because also as we see this, I guess, new video of Baker Mayfield speaking from Soonerscoop.com. Yeah, it looks like he's pretty smug about the here's, idea. Here's the quote. I think it's pretty obvious the mutual decision on both sides is to move on. And look at the facial expression. I can't hear what he's saying, but he just looks very smug as if he's almost won the war. Because yeah. well. he's getting $19 million or 18.9, uh-huh. as Josh Cohen corrected me on $0.1 million the other day when I mentioned Kyrie's contract. Literally. Uh, right. I'm like, okay, great guy. Uh, Baker Mayfield, <laughs> specifically here, is going to get paid $19 million to sit on the sideline. He kind of won this war. He kind of did. Now... He says that, hey, it seems like both sides just decided to move on. It's no. mutual. I kind of feel like the Browns did decide to move on, <laughs> and now all of a sudden it's sort of like when you, 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 you leave high school, you graduate high school, right, and you have this girl you're dating, and you think you're going to get to college and you're just going to be hot bleep, right? You're going to get into this fraternity. You're going to have a girl on each arm. Mm. You're going to go to keggers, and you are going to thrive, Right. And so your girl's all upset. She goes off to college. And all of a sudden, a month in, you're sitting in your dorm room. you got nothing to do on a Friday night. You jump on Facebook and you see Mm. your high school girlfriend who was crushed when you broke up with her. Mm. Because we can't do distance. And she is is with this dude. And there's Facebook pictures of them kissing one another. And she's partying with her girls. And she's got this dude with his arms around her. And you get that lonely college feeling and the tears well up and you say to yourself, this isn't what I anticipated. This isn't what I thought was going to happen. I misgaged this. And then you reach out to her a text at one in the morning. Hey, I miss you. And she doesn't respond. Ooh. That's what's happening to the Browns and Baker Mayfield right now. Man, that was oddly very specific. Okay. <laughs> no, and also, I, I was just going to say spookily accurate. <laughs> it was great. And also, you, you forgot to mention, that came after a whole weekend of striking out. 
Yeah. That came after just a whole miss weekend. after miss after <laughs> yeah. miss. Are you standing up against the wall, Drake, and be like, oh, uh-huh. she's hot. I'm going to talk to her yeah. eventually. <laughs> strike three. <laughs> Which is equal, what's, yeah, it's equal to his injury. The shoulder injury is the same thing as striking yeah. out with all these girls. So yes. now Baker, Baker, like he's feeling good. He's got his arm around people. He's drinking. He's, he's getting kissed on Facebook photos. The Browns, meanwhile, are like, hey, I miss you. Kevin Stefanski, this year's going to suck. Oof. And you just Oof. don't know. What if? Because it's been a steady stream of Deshaun Watson accusers. We can't say that it's done. So the NFL gets its year-long suspension. That could come, uh, I mean, the, the disciplinary hearing starts today. We could know in weeks that, that Deshaun Watson's done for a whole year. What does it mean? What if five more accusers come out? Is he done for an additional year? I have a, I really do believe, I mean, again, we don't have any proof of this. I haven't been reporting on it. But, like, as these things continue to roll out and people keep popping up, there's likely going to be some accusers around the corner. Plus, the NFL obviously has good reason to believe that, which is why yeah. they want to have that indefinite suspension coming. The Browns have to also wake up to that idea. More accusers are likely to come out mm-hmm. later. They're obviously holding on to some stuff. So, I don't know what I you can know. do as a Browns organization. And again, I do know one thing they could do. Lean on that old Dwyer Panther alum. Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. So go sling them footballs in Cleveland, baby. I'm just saying, I want Jacoby to succeed. Doesn't seem like a sunshiny situation right now in Cleveland. So you've got Steve Nash, Kyrie, in the most dramatic way possible, has announced, oh, yeah, I'm going to take my money. Ooh, <laughs> courage. But then now you have a whole year of conspiracy theories and, and Twitch nonsense and just Kyrie being Kyrie. Not to mention you've got KD, who's always looking for someone to troll on social media, and uh. Ben Simmons, the perpetual fractured skeleton. Okay? Uh, on the other hand, you've got Kevin Stefanski, who may have to make up with the quarterback that they broke up with in a very public manner to go get the alleged serial sexual assaulter <laughs> who is actually not going to be available to play this year. When it will be available? Not sure. But these are two miserable coaching situations right now. And honestly, I think there's more pressure on Kevin Stefanski, and I think he is in a bit more miserable spot. But mm. there's no doubt. Stefanski, miserable. Steve Nash, miserable. But I want to ask, right now, Currently, not all time, but right now, as we sit here on June 28th, 2022, what's the most miserable head coaching or managerial job in sports? What's the most miserable head coaching or managerial job in sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. What's the most miserable head coaching or managerial job in sports? 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six. If anybody gave two solitary dams about the team I'm about to mention and the managerial job I'm about to mention, then maybe it would be a legitimate part of the discussion. But think about how irrelevant you are and the mountain you're up against if you take over as manager of the Miami Marlins. Mm. Oh. Like, think about it. I suppose because there's so little investment not only from fans, but from the organization, that you do have some job security because what are you being judged on? How you can babysit a bunch of prospects <laughs> on a year-to-year basis? But I just I can't think of a more meaningless job in pro sports than being the manager of the Marlins. I just don't. And I listen, I'm not trying to overtly crap on them, but what I'm saying is if you're going to make it in Major League Baseball, if you're getting a managerial opportunity, the Marlins aren't where you want to break in. Mm. The Marlins are where you end up when you're trying to hang on for dear life. Right? Yeah. That's why Don Mattingly is there. Yeah, and it's interesting you bring up the Marlins because yesterday our conversation was about expectations, whether it was with the Miami Hurricanes, Florida Gators, or Florida State Seminoles, and, and, and you're right. like That ultimately will determine how long you're out of place and like like where – that totem pole of success, like how you deem it. Like there are no expectations for the Marlins at this point. So where do they go from yeah. here? So again, like I'd at least want to be relevant if I was going to be a head coach. But Kevin Do you st- though? Because if, if you have no expectations, no eyes on you, you're really just raking in checks. I suppose. So I mean it's undesirable if you're a competitive guy, but I just like attention. So maybe that's where I'm go I- I'm going to, the place I'm ma- going to. Makes sense. You are like a, a on air radio host. Yeah, I just like attention. I want people to know. Yeah, I I want people to know yeah. who I am. You're you're in the doldrums <laughs> of baseball if you're the, the manager of the Marlins. But man, think about think about Kevin Stefanski and the pressure he's gonna feel now. Do you think that he's gonna get a uh, see this is tough 
because the front office made the ultimate decision right. to go and get Deshaun Watson. But also, this is year three for Kevin Stefanski. This is where like you're supposed to be able to put it together. This is where, after you had your year one, you should be able to reapproach that, but the bridge has been burned with the quarterback, and now you have Deshaun Watson. You had all these dynamic plans, and now he's probably not going to be there for you. This is a bad situation to be in. This is bad not only for the fans. This is bad not only from a PR perspective, but Kevin Stefanski is in an impossible situation right now. In fact, between Stefanski and Nash, what's the most dire situation? Because in the NBA, it's easy to just sweep him out of there. Yeah, That's it. That's it. At least Kevin Stefanski, he can get to the media and he can say, I'm trying to coach these guys up, trying to do this, trying to do this, trying to adjust here. As soon as Kyrie and KD are done with Steve Nash, that's it. The problem with both of them, for Stefanski and for Nash, is their biggest problems come in the most pivotal pieces of their roster. So for the Browns, Mm. the biggest problem for them, and really the only problem if you look at their roster, is the not just unstable but just incredibly volatile quarterback room they have between Watson, Mayfield, and even Jacoby Brissett, who, again, does not believe he's a backup, does not believe he's there to be a backup. I don't think he's a problem. But more so, his play isn't probably up to, up to standards with a guy you want starting 17 games. And it, it, by by problematic quarterback room, I don't think you mean that they're going to like be at each other's throats or anything. I don't think no. there's like a hatred there. But what I uh, what I think is the issue and why this becomes dysfunctional is you have Jacoby Brissett, who is a backup and thinks he's a starter. Yeah. Okay. You have Baker Mayfield, who maybe he does stay with the Browns and maybe he does show up to training camp. We know how Baker Mayfield reacts when things don't go his way. Yeah, he's like a temper tantrum toddler, yeah. and he's yeah. also also not as good at football as right. he thinks he is. It's diaper time when when Baker Mayfield, things don't go his way. And then you have the serial <laughs> sexual assaulter, yeah. allegedly. Allegedly 26 times over um, that's sitting there and making huge money or eventually going to be making huge money all guaranteed for a guy who will have not played a single snap for the Browns under the most disgusting circumstances possible. And also, That's not good for that locker room. He also has a perception issue as well. If you think about all three of those guys, each of them believes that there's something that they're not because Deshaun Watson is you know, out here tweeting out Bible quotes. He thinks he's Mother yeah. Teresa like, incarnate. Like, incarnate. What, the, what the hell is going on in Cleveland right now? You have three guys that don't yeah. understand what they, their own bodies that they're in. This is the thing. It, it's completely disingenuous when you're accused of 26 sexual assaults to be tweeting out Bible verses. Oh, my goodness. Who are you fooling? Yeah. It, you know, you said something spot. that uh, I think volatile was the word you used with that quarterback room. Now something's about to happen because you're right. Jacoby Brissett doesn't think he's a backup. So now he's probably sitting at home hoping this hearing goes bad for Deshaun so he can play. And then you become that guy. And I faced a lot of these guys in my life where you kind of want to be the starting quarterback. So once you have a sliver of an opportunity or the starter goes down, you start taking the offensive line out to dinners. Oh, yeah. You start hanging out with the wide receivers. And Jacoby Brissett kind of reminds me of that guy. Oh, and for sure. He says it in the press conference. his time and then yeah. Uh, yeah, and grabs like, the reins. And then, and then when Deshaun Watson <laughs> comes back, he's like, Coach, what are you talking about? Like, These are my best <laughs> friends, and I just bought these guys all golf carts, these offensive linemen. Yeah. Jacoby Brissett reminds me of that guy, so this could get really, really ugly. And I hate to loop – like, I, I don't believe Jacoby Brissett – deserves to be looped in with those two other guys because the two other guys are their problems and nobody deserves to be looped in with Deshaun Watson. Let's start there. His problems far exceed anything that even Baker Mayfield has going on. Brissett's the least of the problems, but he also is the least of the talents of those three. Mm -hmm. So it's like, again, it's about the juice being worth the squeeze. And with Jacoby Brissett, like you said, his mindset in all of this is going to come up to play, come up to bat for Stefanski to have to deal with when he has to make an ultimate decision between Brissett and a guy with a little bit more talent on that roster. Think about Jacoby Brissett's last couple of years. He goes from the dysfunction of Tua versus Flores and the Uh, absolute maniac that Brian Flores was to now whatever the hell you want to classify this Browns situation Even the Colts stuff. Wasn't the Colts? How was that? Well, that was Phillip Rivers that got brought in, and he had a good relationship with Phillip okay, Rivers. Okay, but um, I just know it was one of those things. He obviously wanted to move on to have a chance to start again. Yeah, whatnot, yeah. No, he so. was the starter with the Colts, and then they brought in Phillip Rivers, and that went bye-bye. And then he came down here not knowing that Brian Flores is a complete psychopath, <laughs> and that was a mess. And now he's in the ultimate mess with the Browns and Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield, and it's miserable. It, it is miserable. So Kyrie's going back to the Nets. Steve Nash, eye roll. 
Kevin Stefanski, I don't know what he's going to do. That is that is a complete burning wreckage Oof. situation. But what is the most miserable? What is the most miserable head coaching or managerial job in sports? Locally, it's got to be the Marlins manager job. But overall, Deshaun Watson and by proxy Kevin Stefanski, Kyrie Irving, and by proxy Steve Nash. What's the most miserable head coaching or managerial job? Because what about any coach that's worked for LeBron and lost their job? Whew. That doesn't seem very fun. Well, can it be miserable when it ends so quick? You know, they put him, <laughs> he puts them out of their misery. Fleeting. Yeah, yeah. He brings them out back behind the shed. Yeah. What is the most miserable head coaching managerial job in sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. What's not? Miserable, what is actually going to help you do a job in sports, long-lasting job in sports, continuity in sports, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. 22 years of doing it, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Sign up for fall semester classes now. Realize your dream job. Get into the sports industry, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. That's fau.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. The most miserable head coaching or managerial job in sports. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Also, when we return, what do we expect from Deshaun Watson? Can he actually and his people talk his way out of a year-long suspension? Maybe. And there's a little bit of an NFL double standard. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Deshaun Watson disciplinary hearing starts today. Kevin Stefanski and the Browns, I don't know what they do. Now, that's just a miserable situation. Steve Nash, we're looking at SportsCenter during the break. Steve Nash right now, the projected starting lineup, KD, Kyrie, then Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, who, by the way, I want I, I called him the broke-ass Curry. He's good. He's Seth really good. good. He's just the second-best Curry. Yeah, it's like... But, you know, the broke-ass Curry broke is ass, still pretty good. Yeah, the broke-ass Curry is good. He's broke-ass compared to his brother, yeah, but he's good. Because well, his brother is the greatest shooter of clarify. all time. Yeah, I just want to clarify. This. Was he like, as good as Dell? I, I never saw him play. So was he the third-best Curry? I played with Dell on 2K. I, I don't know. Does that... Does that, <laughs> that give does me any count. kind of okay? That, no, that absolutely, I don't, I don't does think that counts. Count. <laughs> By the way, Dell's just rotating through women right oh, now. Oh God! So maybe he is the second best shooter. <laughs> <laughs> scorer? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dell definitely a Del's, second best scorer. Dell's having a, a a life renaissance. That that is for damn sure. And he's not picky. He's just no. whatever is <laughs> yeah, whatever's there. Whatever He's not seen a shot he does not like. Come on, Mama. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the the most miserable head coaching or manager, managerial job in sports because the Nets up there. This is now. The Browns up there for sure. What about Darvin Ham and the Lakers? He seems to be attacking it head on though. Well, he's not going to have much of a choice though because they're in cap hell. You've got AD who we make fun of Kyrie being hurt. How about that guy? Just as many rings, less games, if that's even possible. And then you've got Russell Westbrook. By the way, Russell Westbrook, who has decided, like Kyrie, courageously, courageously accepting his player option for (laughs) 2022-2023, whereas Kyrie's was $37 million. (laughs) Russell Westbrook, $47 million. And this was Russell Westbrook's celebration (laughs) today. He's posting to Twitter. He's in his car, and this man is $47 million richer, and there is no backboard next year. No top part of the backboard, side of the backboard that's going to be safe. Celebrate on, Russell Westbrook. You won't break my soul. 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 Go, Russ. Everybody. Go, Russ. Everybody. Backboard. Everybody. Playing. Uh, so that's Russell Westbrook. That 
I don't hate it. Go ahead. Incredible. No, 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 no. This That's good for thing. him. He got his back. That's great. I was about to say, this is not a moment that nobody in the world, in the entire universe, has the right to hate on Russell, Russell Westbrook today. Mm -mm. That man just opted into $47 million. I'm happy for He's him. He's going to shoot 26% and make $47 million. His, what he makes next year is going to be double what his shooting percentage is. I love I that. I respect the hell out of that. I mean, hey. it's close. His career field goal percentage is 44%. So, I mean, close there. Last year, it might have been 25 I mean, but he's he's this. he's like Wiley E. Coyote chasing Roadrunner. Roadrunner moves out of the way. <laughs> Wiley E. Coyote just goes plummeting over that cliff. But um, imagine, man, like, imagine having that much power. Like, Russell Westbrook has been hearing all of this crap yeah. all year. Oh, yeah. And, again, I've been spewing some of the crap because he's been terrible on the basketball court. It's been well-deserved crap. Imagine hearing all of that all year, but all along he knows in his back pocket, I'm about to pick up an option mm -hmm. for 47 mil. Absolutely. I, I do this a lot, but he, he, he has a good opportunity here next season to shut everybody up. No, no, no. It's not happening, Stone. That's Stone, not, would you we're stop, not gonna, please? Don't rain on a great day. This you is won't a break my soul. No. I am, you won't break my I was, soul. I was as, as pro Russell Westbrook <laughs> as there could possibly be. Um, no. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it, but no. Most miserable head coaching manager job in sports. Vinny. In Lake Worth, Vinny's on Ken LeVick Alive. What's going on, Vinny? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. First great show. I always listen to you during my lunch hour between 12 and 1. Excellent. Appreciate that, brother. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, I actually have two teams. Um, not a fan of the first team I'm going to mention, but what you were saying regarding the opinion of having the worst coaching job ever would be the Dallas Cowboys, I think, in my mm -hmm. opinion. That's up there. Uh, with Kevin it's up there. And my favorite team, which I root for every year, and they've been having a struggle for the last few years, would be the New York Giants. Huh. Yeah, now, the, 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 the Giants, because, I mean, here's the thing. I think working for the Maras is okay. I don't think that they're these, the, this awful family that mistreats its coaches, but there's lofty expectations, and you're the number one football team in that market. Yeah, and it's um, the number one market. And compared to the other team yeah. in New York, you're always expected to have a higher standard than that crap fest that you share the stadium with, right? But... Um, uh, I, I just right. think that that's been a matter of circumstance and whatever coaches come in is saddled by whatever, uh, whatever Daniel Jones is. You just don't know. And that's been part of a problem with that coaching job. The other guy thought that he was going to come in like a drill sergeant with an NFL team and Go turn judge. things around. And then they turned out being the most penalized team <laughs> in the NFL. Your Cowboys point, Vince, right. is right up there and appreciate the call. Jerry Jones, he's loyal but he's also that with that loyalty comes a pressure, but b comes with him constantly looking over your shoulder. Oh, okay, I thought it was just meddling. The, the way that he allows people to have peep shows all over his facility, I thought that was what. <laughs> yeah, well, with I, it. I was waiting too. for him to yeah. get to that. Yeah. Don't, don't go to a hotel room with him, right? Yeah. But but he he will. He's constantly speaking for you, speaking to you, speaking at you. There's constant pressure. He'll go on his weekly media uh, radio interview yeah. and say, oh, this could be better. We're going to evaluate this. I mean, always cutting you out at the knees. And the expectations for the Cowboys are so high. We talked about recalibrating expectations with the Canes yesterday yeah. and with the Florida Gators yesterday. Cowboys fans, I think after, I don't know, 30 years, probably <laughs> time to recalibrate those expectations, right? But yeah. they never will. But they never will. That's what I love Jerry's about the there, charm. Of, yeah, it, Jerry does set the tone. And, it, of course, it's always top-down with these organizations. And that's why I would say the Giants' job, to me, doesn't strike me as a, a job that's bad. Top-down, they're decent. They're a pretty good organization. Mm -hmm. They just have been in turmoil because some of the coaches they've chosen yeah. and just some of the quarterbacks yeah, play. But if you're if you're Brian Dable and we talked about Mario, if they win the ACC and him and the Hurricanes, like he earns, like how what could what kind of season do you have to have with the Giants if you're Brian Dable to stick around? Seven what wins, seven wins, seven wins, seven and ten, Six, and you seven stick wins. around. Definitely. Okay. For year no, one, I, I can get down with what that. What do you mean stick around? He's not going anywhere. I, they I can know. finish one in 16. And yeah. He's not going anywhere. He, okay. he has at least a two-year leash, uh, leash because of what he did in Buffalo. Sure. Like, he could he could literally go winless this season as, as long as he doesn't pull an Urban Meyer 
Uh, I think he'll be fine. And honestly, I'm a firm believer in Brian Dable's clock doesn't even start until they either extend Daniel Jones yeah. or they just find a different quarterback. This I'm is a throwaway yep. year. This is like more yeah. so of a set the tone. This is set like the an evaluation year. year, honestly. That's how I would yeah. approach it if I was Brian you Dable. You brought in the best offensive mind in football with a quarterback who has one year left on his contract. Yeah. Totally a tryout, test trial year. And let's pump the brakes on best offensive mind in football. He's, he, okay, one, two, or three. I mean, he's up he there. Has the most, Top ten. He had the most dynamic quarterback in yeah, football. Like, That's come helpful. On. Like, we can't praise the hell out of Josh Allen and at the same time praise Dayball as some Brian genius. One Dayball of the two have did to be not true. Make the Josh the Allen. Bills are far and away Super Bowl favorites, and I'm even talking odds, right. but I mean just like I won't argue top. that. I'm not they have a great, and, and a lot of that has to do with Brian Dayball. No, also a lot of that has to do with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Like we can't, everybody can't be the reason for the Bills. Like, they also had a top five defense. Like I'm not saying Dayball is not really great. I just think yeah. that we are. We're, we're I mean, jumping the gun. Let's just, see what, ha- what he does. You're right? acting like Brian Dable was so important that the Bills are just going to completely fall apart without yeah. him. That Josh Allen, there's no way he can duplicate what he's been doing because the great Brian Dable was calling the shots behind the scenes. It's not like that. Who's calling the shots right now? Ken Dorsey? Ken the, Dorsey will be. Buffalo Bills? Yeah. Okay, but you know, Sean McDerm- we shall see. We shall, so, we shall see. So who, Because because we can't, it's like almost, that's what, the only thing I don't like about the whole Bills uprising is we've given way too much credit to everybody. Yeah. Right? Like, Stefan Diggs gets all of the credit. Josh Allen gets all of the credit. The amazing defense gets all of the credit. Sean McDermott gets all of the credit. Now Brian Dayball is the best offensive mind in football. I'm like, okay, where does the buck stop? One of these guys has to be bad for the other one to be getting all of the credit, right? Like I hear it. I hear it. But he's done some he's special up things with that offense. He's up there. He did. He, I'm not, fine. I'm he's not, up there. But I just didn't like the hyperbole. You know, like earlier when, no you, doubt. when you called Baker Mayfield the superstar of the NFL? I, mm. I'm messing with you now. <laughs> I got but scared. Like, whoa. When did I do that? Stone actually thought he said that, right? Because like, <laughs> he thought it, deep in his mind he was <laughs> he like, was that like... is definitely something I would say. <laughs> What's the most miserable head coaching or managerial job in sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. Before we get to social media, let's just go around the horn here with different sports. So in football, we're agreeing right now, currently, currently, not traditionally, but currently the Browns is the most miserable because of all the question marks largely surrounding the serial, the alleged serial sexual assaulter, right? That was a good placement of the alleged there. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yes. That's not going to be easy to resolve at all mm. on the field or off the field. In the NBA, you got Kyrie and Katie in the same locker room, and now you add Ben Simmons. What was worse, having Ben Simmons in that locker room or James Harden in that locker room? <laughs> That's... That's a great question. Like Steve Nash can't catch a break. That is a, I, I honestly, there's no. It just it feels like there's no saving grace because again, just like with the quarterback room of the Browns, that's the most pivotal spot for you as the NBA team. The stars are the most pivotal, and each of their three stars come with so much baggage. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like that's tough. Like so much baggage. But Darvin Ham's walking into. He's already back against the wall because it's a LeBron coach. Oh, man. <laughs> but then you've got AD. You're probably going to get, what, 15 games out of him? Yeah, you get maybe. 15 games of AD. Mr. I haven't shot or touched a basketball in two oh, months. Oh, God. That's <laughs> and then LeBron coming to his offense on Twitter. I can't wait for AD to play eight games by January. <laughs> and uh, there are five games, ten games under 500, and LeBron deletes that tweet. Oh, yeah. And, and also, AD, him in his, in, I think it was the end-of-season press conference where he talked about, like, Oh, we would have been good, but you know we just weren't healthy. It's like, yeah, dude, that's the point. <laughs> right. You're never healthy, right? So why would we expect that to change next season? He acts yeah. as if it's gonna like every single year. It's that's the excuse. Was, yeah. We were LeBron's 87, and you're injury prone. I mean, that could go for anything. We would have been good. We just didn't shoot well enough. Yeah, yeah, but you know who didn't say anything? Those Miami Heat. They didn't even mention that's the right. injury. What? Come on, now. Max Struess, Gabe on. Vincent led them to the best record in the Eastern Conference. Mm. Okay, <laughs> uh, in baseball, the worst managerial job. I mean, there's a lot of pressure with the Yankees, but you know that they're going to most of your spend, unless you're Aaron Judge, who apparently you're not going to spend on, which is weird. I don't understand that. Mm. Um, he's only going to win the MVP this year. He's going to make somebody spend. Yeah. that That's a tough one. Worst in yeah. baseball. That is really Worst tough. Worst in baseball. Like, again, I mean, it comes I would, back say, to, I would say the Oakland A's. Yeah. You've got a crap stadium. Yeah. Uh, you have a team that's always bargain hunting. 2,000 people show up. Yeah. That's not a, that is not a good job. For a team that contends, that is not a good job. That is definitely not a good job. Uh, I had someone suggest to be Cincinnati. That, that ownership yeah. 
that ownership who basically before the year went on Cincinnati radio and said like, hey, what do you expect us to do? Um, what? How about try? No How about try? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Maybe that, that's just me. That was a big deal. But the Marlins, they're they're that's bad. The Marlins is bad. The Marlins is definitely a bad job. Yeah, at least for casuals though, you have somebody worth turning the TV on for and Jazz Chisholm, their second baseman. So like that, like for yeah, somebody who I heard about that guy. Yeah, right. See exactly. So you wouldn't like throw them in the garbage because yeah. it's like, oh, that guy's really good. So some like the A's or the Red, they don't even have that guy. Mm. Uh, and then there's college football. Vandy, we can all agree it's Vanderbilt, right? I don't know. You're going to win three games every year? But I was about to say, Vanderbilt is a bad job? Oh, it's the worst. Is it a bad job? Yes. Hold on, hold on. Is it bad? The the question, I mean, yeah, because you're getting paychecks, right, for winning three games a year. Didn't James Franklin come from there? Uh-huh. And he did pretty decent and parlayed that into a Penn State job. Yeah, but he he won like five or six games. And they're like, exactly. my God, but you what still, a great job is but that? At the end of the season, you still, the first question being asked to you is, it's about like leaving the conference. Like, are you guys, you know, what's your plan? Do you guys cool. plan on contending sooner or later or not? And like, there's no way to answer it. I'll handle that. I'll handle that if it means that all I have to do is win four or five games a year and the, and the fans will love me. I'm, I'm not saying it's a good job as in you're going to have a chance to be competitive, but we have to have a line here of, okay, how much of a job, uh, how much of the goodness of a job comes from how competitive you can be versus how comfortable you can be. And I think there's some guys that weigh a little heavier on the comfortable side. Yeah. <laughs> Theo, the college football coach, would be hilarious. Uh, I'll go recruit Friday. Oh, it's good. Like, I don't have anything. All we got to do is win th- four games, baby. <laughs> I think we're forgetting about Tibbs, Tom Thibodeau, and those New York Knicks. Oh, I mean, Nick, the Knicks job's awful because you got to work for Dolan. Yeah, yeah that's And you're there. perpetually cursed into mediocrity and bad, and those fans are just insufferable, unrealistic turds. And you realistically have no decision on yeah. draft night. Oh. Who you got, what you're no. going to do. No, that absolutely. That is a tough job. We, um, we slept on that one. And I do think uh, college football, th- this is the one. The worst head coaching job in college football is FIU. Oh. Oh. The stadium is an abomination. <sighs> oh. It's embarrassing that that thing exists. It's like a high school stadium. Man. The turf is miserable. Getting down to FIU is virtually impossible. They try and market it as this South Beach school. It couldn't be any further from it. It's near the airport. Yes. The airport's Oof. nowhere near South Beach, okay? You get bombed by FAU every single year. You get out-recruited by FAU every single year. Mm. In fact, FIU is the only Division I college football program in the state that has absolutely no notoriety for anything. FAU has a following. FAU has won. USF has been bad. They've at least at one point been ranked number two in the country. UCF, powerhouse now. Then you've got the big three, Miami, Florida, Florida State, the one school in the state of Florida that never comes up in the conversation of college football is that crap show in Miami. FIU is a dumpster fire trash bag coaching job and always will be. Go Owls. And it's a FIU is a great call because you're somebody in either be you're a campus in Miami's backyard in that 305. We mentioned how they're actually not. And you still can't even get Miami's best players. And the talent pool is just filled to the brim. When FIU beat Miami, guess what uh, happened to FIU the week before against Florida Atlantic? Lost by four touchdowns. Hoody ho! I need I need some Funk Master Flex bomb drops. I need some I need the ether beat. Like let us know before you go on another like uh trashing rant like that. I need this is a diss track. Mike McIntyre, I'm sorry you took that job. <laughs> That job is trash. Godspeed to you. Yeah, this, He's Theo Dorsey, yeah. WPTV oh. News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Man, I can't believe I didn't think about that earlier. It's right there in front of me, but I think about them so little because they're so irrelevant. Maybe that's my excuse why I didn't choose the FIU head coaching job as the worst college football head coaching job. It was so obvious. There's more. It was right there in front of me. We had a whole break, but Ken's not done with you. Right there in front of me. FIU. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. In fact, the last time that FIU beat Florida Atlantic... I have two daughters, one six, one's four. The last time that FIU beat Florida Atlantic, my first daughter was still pooping in her diaper. Mm. 
That's the last time FIU has beaten Florida Atlantic. What's the great Butch Davis? Mm, yeah, baby. Never came within three touchdowns of beating FAU. Ooh. Smacked around by not only Lane Kiffin, mm. but Willie Taggart. Mm. So you can say anything. Oh, Willie Taggart, Florida State. Taggart, Florida State. If you're an FIU fan, you got to stop because Willie Taggart whooped your ass Ooh. multiple times. Can I? Uh, not once, but twice. Can I, I was offered by Ron Turner, but as soon as he got canned and they went 0-6, uh, Butch Davis stepped in, never heard from him. Ron Turner Let at least. Let me hang in. He didn't follow up with these stone medals. This is Hell wild. Nah. Ron Turner, Ron Turner at least beat FAU. And then Butch Davis, the great Butch Davis, the man who built the Canes, he didn't want anything to do with you. And guess what? He had his ass handed to him. Yeah, he did. Every single year he was the head coach of FIU. Hey, and you know what? That's just karma. Yeah. That's that's Stone Lebanowitz karma. You ignore the man, you ignore the man, you take L's. And you take him emphatically. But that FIU job is unequivocally, and there are good people that work at FIU. They have a new AD. And so I'm hopeful that those people finally, for the first time in decades, will actually get treated properly because the previous AD was a bully and a bad person. Mm. Okay? Pete Garcia, I'm talking about you. What's up, Pete? Um, but, But that job sucks. And that facility sucks. And the resources suck. Just know that. Yeah, they got clowned for not even being able to get new helmets, a new field, brand new turf. New, like they just fans were begging. That's for the worst it. stadium. It's the worst stadium in Division One college football. Oof. It's not even close. <laughs> I've been to almost all of them. FIU's stadium is the worst in all of college football. Okay, this that's is- not even a debate, not even a discussion, at all. I hear you. At all. What's that game between them called? FAU the Shula and FIU. Bowl. The Shula, Shula Bowl. Bowl. Yep. yep. Otherwise known as the FAU's their daddy bowl. Oh, oh my goodness! This is getting this is getting outright disrespect. Hey, if I was an FIU fan or, or a player or anybody with a modicum of respect for myself, I, I would need to at least step up. I know we got a text that came no, in. Yeah, 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 give them the number. No, if you're an FIU <laughs> fan, if you're an FIU fan, have some respect for yourself and stay away until they give you a reason. Oh man. You're not if that you, guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. If you attended an <laughs> FIU game over the last six years, you have no respect for yourself. Man. I'm just saying. Yeah, last year on their Twitter account, they were giving out free tickets. And I'm, I'm not joking. I know that's coming out of the blue. They were giving that's out free fine. tickets. That's fine. Come to the game. Tickets. That's fine. Division one college football You should game. be giving out free tickets to expose people to your product. But it's when you give out free tickets to expose people to the FIU product where it becomes a crime. On Twitter. Is joint pain affecting your quality of life? At Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, their team is experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. Hey, real quick, either one of you, when's what, what's the last Division I opponent that FIU has beaten? Oh, I can do this. I know they were FCS. No, 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 no. What's the last division? Period. The, oh, the last Division okay. I team they've beaten. Division I FBS school. Huh. You got a conference for us? The ACC. Ooh. R- oh, Miami. That's the last Whoa. time they beat a Division One school. Wow. Okay? Wow. So anything I'm saying is not untrue. And by the way, FIU, you're welcome for me talking about you in all of South Florida radio for the first time since you beat Miami. That is how sorry it is. That's, that's kind of messed up. Yeah, I like that, though. Yeah. I, nothing that, that just, I say is a lie. They're just happy to be involved inaccurate. today. That's what's up. And that is why it's the worst head coaching job in college football. <laughs> Take note. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.